Welcome to the Forever Fit Podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight, get strong, and uncover your badass self. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women rewrite their story and shape the next generation. Now let's dive in. Today, what we're talking about is how I went from binge drinking on the weekends to not drinking at all. So whether you are somebody that is trying to reduce your alcohol intake, whether you are somebody that is just trying to eliminate alcohol totally, these are some things that really helped me in my journey. And I'm going to break it down exactly how I did it. Um, because it took me about a year to do it. And it was a year of some ups and downs. I'm going to walk you guys through the full 12 months to give you an idea as to like what to expect, because I had no idea. I thought I could just cut it out cold turkey and I was very freaking wrong. So um, if you're trying to do that right now, I definitely give you kudos because it is harder than it seems, especially, you know, when you've grown up and alcohol has just been something that has been incorporated into your life, you know, like drinking when you are growing up or like just in college, university, and then getting into like, you know, the working world, obviously, like everyone has a drink here and there, like wine at night, the whole shebang. So before we get into like how I actually quit, I'm going to give you guys an idea as to like where I started, um, because it was not, uh, <laughs> it was not that pretty. So basically like growing up, I actually didn't have a lot of access to alcohol because my mom was an alcoholic. Okay. So, um, anytime there was booze around, it was basically thrown out. I really didn't get taught anything about alcohol either because, um, it was just like that thing that like did not get talked about. It was like, we shall not name it. It's like not a thing that's happening. We're just going to like shove it under the rug. Okay. And so with that being said, as soon as I was able to drink, obviously I was very, very curious about it because I was never allowed to do it. And so I ended up going from like not drinking at all to having like a few drinks to then absolutely getting wasted. Now I was definitely the person that would like hand out shots. I was the person at like the all-inclusive resorts that was like totally wasted. I can, I can still remember like a time where I literally, we were at a cottage and I finished an entire two for by myself. Now, how did I do that? No freaking idea. Like through the course of the day, I finished an entire case of beer and I was like, Oh my God, like this is not good. Okay. But the thing is, is that because I was drinking with a bunch of guys, it was kind of standard. Like they all just drank a full two, four. So like, I didn't think anything of it because I didn't know, obviously like weight limit to body size to alcohol consumption. Like I had no idea. I was just like, you know, the guys were like, Hey, do you want another beer? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. And so I would take one and I would take one and I would take one. And like, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? So the thing is, is like, I didn't really think there was any issue. And because I had chose to drink on the weekend and because I chose that, like I wanted to have some drinks and I wanted to have some fun and I wanted to do whatever. Um, I really didn't see there was a problem. I didn't think it was an issue because everyone around me was doing it. And so when everyone around me was doing it, um, obviously they also didn't have a problem with it and they had no problem drinking a full two, four, and they had no problem smoking weed and doing the whole shebang. And so like, obviously it's not like, I guess like by stand like standard quality, it wasn't um, like quote unquote bad in terms of like what society would say is like a problem or whatever. It's pretty normal to like have a bunch of drinks on the weekend to like have a glass of wine at night, which I was also doing. And that was something that took me a long time to get through, right? So like I went from not having alcohol at all in our house because I wasn't able to, to then moving into like college and even like high school and drinking full two sixers, like, you know, tons of beer and just hanging out with shitty people that like just did not understand. It just wasn't an environment that um, like if you didn't drink, you were weird, you were laughed at, you were judged. Like that's the environment that I was in. Right. So after getting out of college, 
I then decided that I was going to stop drinking as much. And when that happened, I got a lot of clap back. So I wasn't fun anymore. You know, oh my God, I've changed so much. Everything is the worst. Like all the standard shit that you hear definitely happened. Um, and I stopped getting invited to things. I also would actively leave and not actually come into, um, like I wouldn't show up to different uh, events. I would basically just like, I didn't care what was happening. I wasn't that person that was showing up. And then so eventually nobody really wanted to hang out with me because I wasn't showing up to things. So it got lonely for a little bit. Now, after that, what happened was I basically um, got to a point where I was still drinking like on Saturdays, but I really wasn't drinking like on other days, I guess. So instead of drinking on the weekend and then drinking throughout the week, I was only drinking on the weekend. And then, so I thought that was better. I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm only drinking on the weekend when we're partying. And like, when you go to a bar, it's normal to drink. So like, that's also okay. Um, but it got to a point where basically I was like puking my guts out. I was not able to like, I would have two or three drinks and I would throw up everywhere, like for like a full day, like I'm talking like 10 to 12 hours. And so it got to a point, especially when I was running like a personal training business. And then I also had like coaches and things like that, where I just realized I was like, I cannot afford to have like, I can't afford to have like a full day where I'm just totally out of commission, right? Like I can't go out on Saturday and then spend my whole Sunday puking and not even able to like, look at my phone. Um, you know, I've got clients that depend on me. I've got obviously like house bills, things like that. But then I also have coaches that depend on me now. And then I also was like, um, starting to be like a business coach. And I was like, now I have other people that are looking up to me as well. And it just kind of got to a point where even though I was only having like two or three drinks, like it just, it wasn't something that I was able to um, keep doing because the, the side effects were so, so bad. And the thing is, is like, I'm kind of grateful for that because in some ways, as much as, um, you know, not being able to have two drinks without literally getting sick is terrible. It's also something that I realized, which was there just, there has to be a force that's great enough and uncomfortable enough for you to change. And so the thing is, is that right now, if you're in an environment where everything is relating to drinking, everything is relating to like your current habits that you want to change, it is going to be substantially harder for you to change those habits than if you switch your environment. So I actually like my uh, previous, I guess, like friend group relationship, all that drinking was very normal. Smoking weed was very normal. Like partying on the weekend was very normal. And so like, I left that environment, like I totally left it. And um, it's just because like, there was so many times where we tried and, and, you know, I, I tried to um, get them to stop drinking, stop partying, stop doing whatever. And I realized that like, they were just going to keep doing that. And I was like, I can't keep doing that. Um, and so like, what happened was that kind of shifted things, but I still kind of kept drinking and especially with COVID and like things like that, it was just, it was that kind of re-sparked everything. And I'm sure a lot of you can understand that where, you know, you were doing really well. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and you're like, well, there's all my bad habits, like right back where they started. And so that really did happen as well, where we started drinking like, you know, boxes of wine and like all that kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of mixed match in the story there, but that's kind of like the background. Okay. So, um, in terms of things that went from like zero to hundred really fast, and then I kind of started to figure out what I wanted to do. And so what I'm going to do is now go through the step-by-step -step things when I realized that like, I didn't want to drink at all, because I think for the last little bit, it was one of those times. And I, I noticed this in a lot of women that I've been talking to lately. It's like, you want to quit. You want to stop drinking. You want to stop doing it, but your environment and just like your, I, I don't want to say willpower, but like, that's what it feels like. It's like your willpower, but it's really just like your, 
your 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 tug of war between like who you were and who you want to be just keeps pulling back and forth. And it's really, really hard to kind of jump into the next level. So this is how I kind of did that. So when I first started about 12 months ago, I decided that I was like, I'm not drinking alcohol anymore because I've got too many things that this is getting in the way of. I literally sat down and I wrote a pros and cons list. Okay. And my pros list were Sometimes it is fun. I I was honest with myself. I like the way that I feel when I have a few drinks and I am relaxed and it feels great. The cons list was, well, I like, I'm kind of angry when I get super drunk and like that doesn't go very well, (laughs) right? Like as much as I don't seem like a very angry person, I was um, when I get super drunk uh, because I literally just like check out. I black out guys. Like I'm just like, gone next day, wake up like, so what happened? And they're like, so like you were really mad at me and you cried. I was like, that's probably fair. So there was that. There's the fact of like, you know, my muscle mass, like I wasn't able to put on the muscle that I wanted and my physique was obviously failing because like I was drinking a ton and over consuming calories. So there's that. Then there was the fact that I was puking for like 10 to 12 hours a day for the next day. And like that took up a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources, a lot of mental bandwidth. Um, Also the way that I felt about myself because I would just like beat myself up and I had such bad anxiety and I was like so scared and so upset about everything. I was like, oh my God, everything's going to fail because like, you know, and I just didn't feel like I was in alignment with myself. I was like, I feel like my integrity is just like on the floor because every time I did something, I said I was like not going to drink and then I would drink and then I felt bad about it. And just like, it just was not worth it anymore. Okay. And then, so anyways, I made this pros and cons list. And then what I tried to do was I tried to go to cold Turkey <laughs> lasted about two weeks. And then I ended up uh, drinking wine after like a stressful day. And I had like a glass or two and I was like, shit, we like gave in already. That's awful. Okay. So then I like restarted my timer and I had like a, I had like one month, uh, no alcohol on my, on my calendar. And then I had two months, three months, four months, five, six, seven months. Okay. And what I decided was when I go, I'm not going to start and stop those monthly check, like checkoffs, checkoff points, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cross it off, but what I'm going to do is every time I feel like I've taken a step back, I'm going to keep going, even though my brain is telling me to like restart it. And so basically what I did was I started and I realized how many drinks I tend to drink on average when I went out. So on average, I realized that if I drink three drinks, then I will go over to the deep end. So what I mean by that is like, if I have three drinks, then I will not be able to stop. And I just had to realize like that I thought I was choosing to not stop. I, I can't stop. So like if I have three drinks, the odds that I will keep drinking is very, very, very like almost a hundred percent going to happen. Okay. And so I realized that at two drinks, I now have to have a glass of water and I have to like check myself and then I have to wait some time. And if I would like another one, I can have another one, but I have to wait like an hour in between. Otherwise I will keep drinking and I will just like keep buying them, keep buying them or keep making them until like the night is done. Like I will just keep drinking them and saying yes. So I've realized that my point was about three because I was trying to figure out when, when do I go over to the deep end? So that was the first thing is one, when do you go over to the deep end? You need to know that. When is there no coming back? Because if you can stop yourself from getting to that point, it's a lot easier to have willpower. After that, it's going to lower your inhibitions. And so the odds that you are able to stop after is very, very low. Okay. So that's number one. The second thing that you have to understand is like, how many drinks do you normally have? Because I actually didn't know that number. (laughs) And mine was like 10. (laughs) It was like 10 or 12. Like it was high. Okay. It was 10 or 12. So that's like what? 12, 13, 1400 calories, depending on the drink is a lot. Okay. So then I looked at like how many drinks I actually had, how many calories that was that kind of killed me a little bit. I was like, Oh, sorry. Like deficit for the week, 
totally blown off. So I looked at what was my calories or like how many drinks did I have for the entire week or whatever entire week or higher or entire day, whatever works. And, um, and so I had that number. And then I said, how many times am I drinking during the week? And so at that point, it was like three times a week, it would be like two times during the week, I'd have a glass of wine. And then I'd have like a bunch of drinks on the weekend. And so what I started to do was I started by uh, taking out the drinks during the week. And I completely eliminated those. And then my goal was I was going to have three less drinks than I normally drank on the weekend. Okay, so what I did with that is basically, um, so yeah, I had like nine or 10 drinks instead of like having like, say 12 or 13 or whatever. And that was my starting point, because I realized that I couldn't just cut it out. So during the week, I did really well. And I felt really great about it. And then eventually, obviously, the Sunday was still kicking my ass because Saturday, I was still like super drunk. And then Sunday, I feel like shit. And like that was kind of still happening. And so I just worked on a limp, like dropping down the amount of drinks that I had each time. So I tried to eventually get it to the point where I would only have like two or three. But at first, like I would have three or four because I didn't know what my number was till when I reached the deep end. And so it took me a little bit of time, like probably like eight weeks. And like, that's like drinking like every single weekend to figure it out. And so when I figured that number out, then I made sure that I only drank two to three drinks because having none felt really restrictive, but having more than three felt like I was going to ruin my life. So I was like, okay, we're going to have three. And so I had three, I had three, I had three. And then eventually I had like two. And then when you start having like one or two drinks, unless you're like eating, like drinking it with food, it really just like doesn't do much for you. You're just like, why am I drinking like a rum and Coke when I could just have like a Coke? Because like, I'm not planning on having another one. I'm not planning on like getting buzzed or anything. Now I'm just drinking like 150 calories for no reason. So like eventually it just doesn't make sense to, and like you kind of just get to that point. But I would say it probably took me four to five months of drinking like two to three on the weekends and like spacing them out and even sometimes having like a little bit more, but like making sure that I was like cognitively still there and wasn't blacking out before like it eventually dropped down and dropped down. Um, and I just allowed myself to give it time as opposed to trying to just like cut it cold Turkey. So even though it was like month one, month two, month three, month four, um, I still kept the like zero alcohol calendar going because I was like, that's still a goal of mine. And I still want to make sure that like, I'm mindful of that. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, so I started off by figuring out my numbers and figuring out kind of where I was because I can't change things unless I know where I am at. And then I basically like, went down and down and down. And then eventually now, like at this point, I I'll have like, if we have like a nice steak, like if we go to the keg or like big fish or whatever, I will go and have like a glass of red wine with a steak, but like, I'm not drinking to get drunk. It's like getting drunk. It's like, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm just drinking to like, make sure that like, I just like the taste of it with food because I do like alcohol and like pairing alcohol with things or like chocolates or like whatever. Um, so if it's like an experience, I will still have one or two like that way. But it also took me a long time to be able to do that. Like it took me about a year to be able to like, okay, because before I would just have another one, I'd have like, I'd have a glass of wine with a steak, then I'd have another one, then I'd want another one. And I literally could feel myself like being pulled to have more. And it was so freaking hard. But I think the hardest part was accepting the fact that like, I couldn't stop even if I wanted to, right? Like I really, I couldn't, like I couldn't stop. And that was really scary for me because like, obviously with my mom being an alcoholic, like I remember growing up and being like the last person in the entire world that I want to be like is you, which is like really terrible. Like there's a lot of great things about her, but like she mess some shit up, you know? And so I was like, I do not want to be like you in any regard. And so when I noticed that like, I was super, 
or when I was having a really hard time with like quitting alcohol, I was like, Oh my God, I'm just like you. And so I don't even think it was like the alcohol that was like, so I don't want to say like, so attached or like painful with, but it was more so like coming to terms with the fact that like, I might struggle with alcohol the same way that she did. Um, it's just like, I chose not to let it control me. Right. And obviously like, I don't know most of the stuff that was going on with her, but at the same time, it's like, because I'm fortunate enough to have the choice and be able to stop and make those changes, then I am now like, I'm, I'm making sure that I use that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's like, cause I don't want to say that like she couldn't, or that like it was her fault or anything like that. Cause I think addictions go a little bit, you know, I get it. Like I get how you could just, if you don't know how to manage stress and you're just drinking and like that works for you, then like, you're going to keep doing it. Right. Like there's something that you get out of it. But the big thing that I think is missing when it comes to reducing your alcohol, because all of this sounds great. Um, but it's also getting other things to cope with, to cope with. And so what I mean by that is like, if your whole stress strategy is drinking, smoking, whatever, like whatever the case it might be, whatever your vice is, um, you need to create other ways to manage your stress before you just cut out alcohol. Because for example, like if I had done that like a two years ago, while like trying to build my business and like trying to like, like bring coaches on and trying to like do all these things, I didn't have anything in place to like help me manage when shit goes wrong. Cause like shit goes wrong all the time, guys. Like it just does like, just like stuff happens, right? Like whether it's personal, whether it's business, whether it's like whatever, like there's going to be stuff that happens. Like everyone goes through shit. And so the thing is, is like, if my coping strategy was alcohol and then I take out alcohol, you have to switch out habits. And so when it comes to habits, like you have to switch them. You can't just like, everyone goes, I just need to cut my bad habits out. I have to remove my bad habits. You can't actually do that. You have to switch them out. And so instead of drinking alcohol, I started drinking sparkling water. Instead of drinking alcohol, I would have diet Coke. Instead of like drinking alcohol, I would like you know, go to therapy. Like now I go to therapy. Like it actually was very, very helpful. Who knew, you know, 17 years of trauma probably impact that. But like, there's different things that you need to like, make sure that you're coping with. And so like now, yeah, there's certain times, like not so much recently, I would say within the first 30 days of me, like totally going like no alcohol, there was definitely some days where like I was stressed out and I was like, Oh my God, I could like totally go for a drink right now. And instead I just like put on a movie. I just like drank some water. I like had a bath and I just like kind of, you know, read a book and like chilled and I was okay. Like I survived, you know what I mean? But like, if I didn't know how to actually like develop a self-care plan and like incorporated and like things like that, that is not something that I would have been able to cope with, right? That's not something I'd be able to deal with. Also, the thing is, is like, I used to take everything very personally. So like if something went wrong, I'd be like, there's something wrong with me. And so like working through those emotions and making sure that like, I know that if something goes wrong, it's not attached to me. It's just the fact of like something is going wrong. So whether it's like I'm injured, well, the world's not out to get me. It's just like I screwed myself up my bad. Like, you know what I mean? It happens or whatever. Like, for example, like for a long time, like if someone was like, yeah, like, you know, funds are low and I'm just like, you know, struggling or whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, like, what did we do? We're the worst. I'm like, maybe it's not even us. Maybe they're just like going through a hard time. They got three kids and their husband just got laid off and like, they're not working. And like, it's cool. Like it happens. Shit happens. Right. But it's like, I would like personalize that. And so when you're internalizing everything, it gets super, super stressful. But like a lot of this stuff now, like I've really just learned to like brush off and there's really nothing that 
that I can't handle when it comes to like day-to-day stuff or like personal stuff. Like, you know, my mom passed away, like, you know, trauma and like therapy to like work through like, you know, all the dad stuff and all the like sister stuff. Cause she, she also had like, um, uh, like disabilities. And then there's also, so like, there's that whole dynamic there. Then there's also just like, you know, trying to be a perfectionist, all in all out mentality, the whole, like trying to be, uh, like you're basically a parentified child, like, you know, all that stuff, like all of that stuff comes in. Right. And so if you have all of that, like, I don't want to say like baggage, but all that shit piled up. And then you also have like the stress of being an adult on top of there. And the childhood stuff isn't dealt with. It's like, sometimes it just, everything just overflows. And so you just like end up numbing it out because you don't even know where to start with your big pile of overflow. Like, and that's fair. Um, and so as you're trying to like reduce something, you also need to actively replace it. And so I would replace that with like hanging out with different friends that actually like wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, I replaced it with like being the designated driver and just like drinking Diet Cokes and drinking sparkling water. I also would like just show up later at parties because everyone was already drunk. They wouldn't even notice. And I would just like hang out for like an hour or two and then go to bed. So I could still hang out, but I also wasn't like doing the thing. Um, And so the step-by-step again is like one, you need to understand where you're currently at and how many drinks you normally have. Where's your deep end? Okay. Where's your deep end? Um, The second thing that you need to understand is like, it might not happen right away. So it's like, how many drinks are you having? Let's cut it down by three. Then let's cut it down by four. Then let's cut it down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And you're going to notice that like after a while, like you'll get to a number, like I was at like six for a while. And then I got to four for a while. And then I got to two for a while. And then eventually I was like, what the hell's the point? Right. And it's just like, you're going to do it in your own time. It's just a matter of like how long you've been doing it, but also on the back end, what are you doing to also establish a self-care routine? Because the self-care routine is going to be something that is super important in terms of like making sure that you're understanding that, you know, you still need to take care of you. So whether that's like body wise, like if you're physically stressed, you know, tired, worn down, whatever, maybe it's taking a bath, maybe it's just taking care of your body. Um, But then maybe it's mental stress, you know, and the mental stress, maybe you need to do something creative, you need to do something to get your mind off of it. Or maybe it's just like emotional stress. You're just like, you just need to kind of like shut down for a bit, you need a nap, you know, you need to like, just let your body recuperate and then like, you're going to be okay. And so there's different types of stress, but there's also different times that we're stressed at different levels. Um, and there's different things that we need to do to cope with that. And so if you don't have a coping strategy in place, because all of us have stress. And if you say that you're not stressed, you're full of shit. Cause it's 2024 and there's a lot of shit going on. Okay. Including like raise prices and job security and like all this shit. Okay. There's always going to be stuff, but understanding that like, you need to have that in place because right now you are drinking, you're smoking, you're doing whatever because you don't know how to cope. So you just escape. So if you are just escaping and over and over and over and over again, eventually like one day when you, when you like take off the, the, the visor and you stop like drinking, you're going to see all the shit that you didn't want to see for the last however many years. And sometimes that fucking sucks. Like that is the worst. Okay. And so like, you also have to be prepared to like deal with that. And you also have to be prepared to like, be okay with the fact that like, maybe you're not where you want to be. And like, that's okay. I had to do that as well. And then I was like, shit, we are in a really not so amazing situation. And so I had to fix it. Right. And it's like, that's just part of the process. And so I want to say this because if you are somebody that is going through the process right now and you are not prepared that when you like stop drinking, stop smoking, whatever, you're going to be faced with a mirror. That's like, Hey, while you were drinking, this is all the shit that happened. This is where you're at. That can be very, very overwhelming. 
that can be so overwhelming. So just understand that that's a part of the process. It is normal. It is going to get better. Um, but at first you have to just be able to like, look in the mirror and be like, who? So, you know, for the last 10 years while I was drinking, I also like, like, you know, I also like gained 30 pounds and I like, didn't really care. And I like kind of ruined some relationships and like, I was kind of just on autopilot and I fucked some stuff up and like, that is okay. But, um, at first it's kind of, it kind of smacks you a little bit. And I wish somebody had told me that because I just got hit by a bus and I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> like I wish you had told me that that would have been really helpful. So, um, yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope this kind of like walked you through a little bit of the journey. Um, now I will be going into like more depth in terms of like each phase that I was kind of in, but I just wanted to go over more of like a general overview, go over kind of like the major steps that I definitely had to go through because as much as it would be great to like quit cold Turkey, um, I don't think that's like as reasonable if you don't have any stress management in place, like you need to have something in place first. Otherwise, you're not going to have any way to deal with it and you're going to end up right back, right? That's why when people quit smoking, for example, they'll quit smoking, they'll do the patches, whatever, um, similar to like habits, right? It's like, you know, I'm going to lose weight, whatever. Okay, cool. But then you're like, I'm going to go back to eating normally. I'm like, but this is eating normally now. So it's like developing that lifestyle. And so if you have a very stressful life and there's a lot of things going on and you don't know how to manage that and you have a lot of like stuff from the past too, it's going to add up and it's going to get a lot harder for you to like deal with that. And then you're going to end up back in your vices because you don't know how to handle that. And I think that's actually where like a lot of like our parents um, kind of get caught up with because like therapy is kind of like hula, you know, like no one really goes and like no one talks about it, like whatever. I just, I hate that drives me nuts. So there's like that, but then there's also just the fact of like their parents weren't really aware either. So now you've got two probably more generations of people that are just like walking around aimlessly and have no idea how to like get unstuck. And they thought that like life was going to be different than how it is. And because it isn't the way that they expected, they just don't know how to handle that. And they haven't worked through any of that. And so they're just kind of like wandering through life. And that's just not something that like I'm down for. That's not something that I believe in. That's not something that I'm here for. Um, and so that's, another reason why I'm super passionate about sharing this because also like you might not think that like you drinking on the weekends or like um, a few times a week really impacts you or your family or your kids or whoever. Um, but I promise you as growing up with somebody who struggled with alcohol, like, um, like in terms of like watching somebody, um, I can't tell you how many, how many times like we, I would get woken up at two o'clock in the morning to go like pick my mom up from a bar or like I would uh, come downstairs and the whole house would smell like alcohol. I remember walking home from school and I literally could smell it three, three doors down. Right. And like, just never knowing like what mood they're in, how, like how to respond. Like it's just, and I know that's like obviously the extreme end, but the thing is, is like, even if you're drinking a few times a week and you're drinking two to three glasses, your stress management is going to be very low because the thing is, is that as much as you feel like it helps you go to bed, you're actually going to get what's called like pseudo sleep. You're not going to be able to sleep as well as you think. Like you don't get the quality and the deep sleep that you need. And so then your stress levels are actually elevated. Well, that's separate, but like that's one thing. So sleep is also down cravings, whatever. Um, not only is it going to affect your weight loss, but also your stress, like your ability to handle stress goes down for the next three to four days. That's why you're so anxious all the time. Like you get anxiety because basically what happens is you have alcohol and it's basically a downer, right? But what happens is, is that your body then has to stabilize afterwards. And so if you're like down, like it's, a, you know, it's down here, you're like, 
love and life, whatever, everything's good. You're having fun. You're relaxed, blah, blah, blah. Eventually your hormones and everything have to stabilize. And so when that happens, you tend to get a lot of anxiety. You get a lot of like, you know, you just don't feel that great. Your stress management kind of goes through the roof where you're like a little bit more agitated, things like that. And so like, they are going to notice, like they are going to notice they it's going to be very, very evident, even if they don't know what's happening. And the thing is, is like, I'm just gonna be honest, they deserve better than that. So um, hope you guys are having the best day. I hope this helped somebody at least um, start reducing their alcohol intake. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have the best day ever. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.